Okay, our second hour, we'll uh, quickly run through the, uh, the Christmas quiz to make sure that you can defend each, each one uh, very quickly and hopefully in a, in a jovial way. And, uh, and then we'll close with Thanksgiving. Uh, it's a rare thing, but we're going to uh, cancel the uh, community Shabbat in order that I might spend time with my extended family. So, let's, uh, let us bless. What do, we, what do we say in Hebrew when we have three or more men present? Savri Maranan, Barabanan, Barabotai. Baruch Atah Adonai, Lohinu Melech Alam, Barei Prihagofen. Amen. It was, I have never heard this before, and it was so cool. He said that there is a limit how much you have to eat to give a blessing after you're finished. Because the commandment is when you're full and satisfied. So if you eat an olive amount or less, you don't have to bless after it's over. But he said any time you eat, no matter how much it is, snack, meal, whatever, always bless him. Because otherwise, it comes from him, and if you're not blessing him for it, you're essentially stealing. Uh, he even referenced Yom Kippur. <sighs> He says on Yom Kippur, we, we say to, you know, we're, we're slapping our chest and saying, you know, forgive me because I've stolen and this and that. And he goes, that's what that's from. He says, if you eat, the king has provided it. It's not yours. You didn't plant it. Even if you did plant it, God caused it to grow. God's provided this and you're eating it and not even acknowledging that it's his. <sighs> that was so cool. That is saying these blessings, the idea, especially like over things like the fire, the spices, and everything like that, the idea is that you don't want to say a vain blessing. You don't want to say it and not actually use what you have just blessed God for. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons we'll turn off the light and make sure we didn't, you know, there's no dirt under our fingernails so and things work and, yeah. and touch, you know, get, put your hand close to the fire and feel the heat so that we're actually making use of and benefiting from the things for which we have just blessed God. Yeah, that's the opposite. That's the flip side. I was taken by the whole theft thing. Um, I, I had actually printed out the questions for the rabbi and, and said, uh, you kind of bolo here, rabbi. You know, pass these off to you, and you immediately went off on wanting to do this with, you know, with audio and Skype and all that. We, just, we really just want the answers to the questions. You know, they're, all, they're all rabbinic type things. They all have halakhic questions involved here. Hello, you know. And uh, it was kind of funny because he had just gotten finished uh, showing us that in this last week's portion there was a, a, uh, a small Hebrew letter in the text. And he goes, do you know why that was there? It's that Chesarah starts with the death of Sarah and Abraham eulogized and he cried. But he only cried a little. And that's what this little was to signify. Well, that's backwards. Most people would cry and then eulogize. So he went through a whole little drosh. It was very cool. Um, but he's, he's done with his little tiny letter thing. So I pulled out the 20 questions we had for the rabbi and said the very first one here is from Johnny about you know, the significance of these tiny little letters and the weird letters that you find in the Torah scroll. And uh, 
So we talked about that, and we, we got him off of the idea that he would actually get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and Skype us during Tuesday night class. <laughs> yeah, that would be... <laughs> yeah, you got to love your neighbor, you know. So um, he, uh, he agreed to... rabbi, we're not even paying? Yeah, that's right. So he agreed that he would answer, so we'll, we'll hopefully get some more. That's right, yeah. So hopefully we'll get some halakhic questions answered there finally, and then on some of those there's, you know, definitely a hook to follow up with more messianic questions. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, again, as I said, we're going to go through these questions real quick, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll close with, uh, with Thanksgiving. Uh, how long after the angel appeared to Joseph did he take Mary to be his wife? Pretty much right away. The scripture doesn't indicate there was any kind of delay. It was like, I've got to put her away. What are you grinning at? This is, this is, I love going over this this time of year. It's just kind of... Isn't it so cool? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think... <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is. It's Christmas card theology, and I catch some of you in it from time to time. You know, and we all do it, because, you know, we're singing the songs, we're reading the cards, and, you know, well, you know, anyway... Um, I like the I like this year and the way this one falls. Uh, uh, and let me uh, go ahead and lift up uh, Greg and his class on uh, the timing of the birth of Yeshua, um, which he gave uh, to a lot of the congregation uh, at his home uh, while demonstrating hospitality and teaching the brethren. And how many mitzvot did you knock out in one class? I mean, geez, you know, thirty mitzvot is great. Anyway, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to uh, to be there. Uh, but he, he actually spent time and re-recorded it and put it to a keynote presentation. And my family got an opportunity to watch it this past Shabbat with Joshua. Actually, that is my family. So it was fabulous. And uh, strongly encourage you. It will be posted when I post the audio for this class. And it, it is a must-see. The beauty of this year is that Hanukkah overlaps with Christmas Day. So... You've got a beautiful opportunity to slam dunk Hanukkah, Sukkot, Christmas, and bring it all together. And after you see this class, you really have no excuse. Because his goal in the teaching was not so much to impart the knowledge, but to make sure that you would have the ability to share it with others. And it is extraordinary. So, God bless you. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yes, um, it appears that. You know, what, what is Yosef wrestling with? What is Yosef wrestling with? Different, different guy, yeah. What is Yosef wrestling with? Well, until, until Gabriel appears to him and reassures him, he's got a decision to make. Why? What's he wrestling with? But is she an adulterer? Is she adulterous or not? So what's he afraid of? So he would either have She's to going to be stoned if he, if he accuses her. He's afraid of sinning. It, it would be a sin. It was considered a sin in his day. The halakha that day, in that day was it would be a sin if he married an adulterous woman. Secondary to that, although I think the scripture kind of puts her first, is that if he makes a deal out of this, she's gone. She'll be killed. So... He's wrestling with these issues, and he's got, bam, an opportunity to meet Gavriel. 
and it, it appears that there is no hesitation. Right after you read that, he took Mary for his wife. How far did Joseph and Mary travel for the census registration while she was great with child? First off, where did they go? Yeah, how far? Where did they go? They're going from Beit Lechem. Is that right? No. Oh, they're going from Nazareth, not Sarah, up in the Galil, and they're going where? To Beit Lechem. Why are they going to Beit Lechem? That's where David's family's from, and therefore he's got to go back there for the census. Just going back to the, the, the previous question. Yes. Um, they were betrothed, so they were already legally married. But they had not consummated. That's correct. But they weren't supposed to yet either. Right. 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 But, the, but, but the scripture says he was questioning whether he should take Mary as his wife. To consummate. To consummate. To finish up. You bet. Absolutely right. Good, good, good. All right. So how far are they going? Well, the idea here is that, you know, we want to be able to defend these answers. We want to know them. We don't want to just answer the questions. We want to know them. So how far is it, Pete? Does it say it in Scripture? Or is it just a geographical fact? It's just a geographical fact. Is it, is it 80? It's about 80 miles, yeah. Okay. So, good. Um... And what did Mary ride to, to travel to Bethlehem while she was great with child? Doesn't say. Do you think she walked 80 miles? Probably not. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you think she rode something? Sure. But the Bible doesn't say. No, turtle doves. There you go. All right. Now this, is, this one, we fall into this trap. I heard somebody do this recently. What did the innkeeper say to Joseph and Mary? What innkeeper? That's the answer. There is no innkeeper, right? Where's the innkeeper? In the Christmas cards. That's the, that's the only place you find the innkeeper. Slam, you know, door, door slammed in the face. You know, it's in the, it's in the, in the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas story, right? It's in the Christmas cards. It's not in the Bible. Okay. Yeah, big no vacancy sound. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, made a sound when it, you know. Although, the thought that, you know, kind of bouncing ideas off of Pete's question, that the Bible doesn't say everybody's coming up to to this pilgrimage festival, it would make sense. It'd be slammed. not a whole lot of room well, we know that there's no. We know from Scripture there is, quote, no room in the end. Yes. But there's just nobody who actually says that. That's right. Gotcha. Joseph probably figured that himself. He was... Well, you got you got a woman who's like four this. four guys birth. four guys hanging out the window. Yes. I think that one's full. The room is full of guys. I don't think you want to put your pregnant wife there anyway. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we ain't going there, baby. We're gonna have Jerusalem won't work. We have to go to Bethlehem. Yeah, I was I was gonna stop at Bethany, but they were full, so I chose Jerusalem. But they were full, so I we we got stuck with Bethlehem. Who knew they were full too? Yeah. <laughs> the Holy Day in. Oh man.
Okay, how soon after Joseph and Mary arrived in Bethlehem was Jesus born? It doesn't specify, but what does it imply? Pretty soon. She says stuff like she was great with child, and you know they get there, and bam, we're talking about baby. Yeah. And it seems to me that would also make sense as to why they quote Noah at the end. I mean, again, he knew she was about to give birth. Yeah. So they need to find a relatively sterile and probably less occupied location because. Not about you, yeah, but need a little privacy here, baby. Twenty-five people watching my child being born. That's right. I don't know. That's right. Well, the very fact that they put it in a manger, it's not like Joseph had a lot of time to gather, organize, yeah, uh, boiling water, yeah, yeah sheets and all that. Yeah, I, I do think. I'm sorry. I, I, I do think that uh, the timing is is implied that it was is very quick, um, but I think also from a medical perspective, if you got a woman who's nine months pregnant. I don't care if she's near due or not. If she's nine months pregnant and she walks a long way or she's riding some kind of an animal, it's going to progress that labor. You betcha. Okay. Ah, Yosef, I was only two centimeters dilated. Now I'm 19 centimeters dilated. It only goes to 10, by the way, guys. The definite article, the I'm sure there's going to be more than one in I I think we should check the scriptures. I'm wondering if it even mentions an inn. There was no room found for them, perhaps, but we'll have to check it. That's a good point. What type of structure was he born in? Bible doesn't say. Yeah, we don't know. What what can we what can we assume? He was laid in a manger. Yeah, he was laid in a manger, and as, uh, to Greg's point and his thing that I hope you'll listen to, that implies animals, and, and therefore we can assume something like a stable. But, again, back to Greg's class, if, if you look at uh, Jacob's um, habit, uh, what he did after he left uh, Esau was to go to the city known as, or town known as Sukkot, and what did he do? He built Sukkot for his animals. It's just a shelter. So we don't know what it was, but that's clearly what we're talking about. Okay, here we go. Since Elizabeth and Mary were cousins, why didn't Joe and Mary stay with Elizabeth and Zacharias? Zacharias, Zacharias. Well, slow down, slow down, slow down. You know, if there's guys here that don't know, give them a chance to think before you give them the answer. You, you, you. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Talk to us. Okay, so so are Mary and Elizabeth cousins? The angel makes mention of that, right? Your cousin, Elizabeth, who was known as barren, is now already six months with child. Great play, by the way, on the six-month deal. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so why didn't they stay with that? Okay, now that's very clever, and while it's true, it has nothing to do with the answer. Well, while that's also true, I don't know if that's relevant. Why isn't that relevant? What's the salient point that you're missing? 
<laughs> well, sometimes just telling you you're missing it will make you find it. What's the salient point he's missing? Zacharias wouldn't be there because he was serving in the temple. Well, yeah, that could be. What's the point? It was a, it was a red herring. The fact that they're cousins is irrelevant. Because that's the women. We're talking about the guys. Where is Joseph going? His home town. Zacharias isn't of the, of the, of the house of David. How do you know? How do you He's a priest. Levy. He's not going. House of Levy. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that Miriam, if they're cousins, how does not necessarily. She was David. We know she was no, David. David's Judah. We know that Elizabeth, uh, Mary was too. They're both from David. It's by marriage. We're strongly encouraged that it's. Trust me. No, I'm Mary's Mary's David. So. Not not Cohen. I know it'd be great if it was, but yeah, it ain't gonna work. Uh, <laughs> okay, but then how is Elisheva? A cousin. A Because the scripture makes it sound like it's she is Cohen. She married Zechariah. She's Cohen. They are both Cohen of their own right. Right. Has so nothing. That means Elisheba's father was a Cohen. Absolutely correct. Which means that the fact that they're cousins has to do with marrying across the lines. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the women. Because Elizabeth is clearly David. I'm sorry, Mary is definitely David. Elizabeth is Cohen. You're exactly right. Yes. Well, no, because that's Joseph. We're talking about Mary. Mary's definitely from David. Elizabeth is definitely Cohen. So the only way they're cousins is there was some crossing going on between families there prior to them, like their parents. Okay, so Elizabeth, since Elizabeth and Mary were cousins, why didn't Joe and Mary stay with Elizabeth and Zacharias? <laughs> it's it's a crap question. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. it. Has nothing to do with the women. It has to do with the dads. Whether Zacharias was in the temple or not, we don't know. We don't care. That's not the point. One is going to the house of David. One is going to the house. I don't know where you'd go, but he was from Hevron anyway. Mary and Zach both questioned Gabriel. Now I want to talk about this because most people don't get this. Mary and Zach both questioned Gabriel. Both questions do seem reasonable. I think they do. Yet Zach is struck dumb. Mary was not. Tell me why. Explain that. It's possible. Why do you say that, though, Alex? Let's get to the scripture and not speculate. He's asking what? What's he asking? I mean, they both pretty much ask the same thing. How can this be, right? Okay, so let's let's start with, as you did, let's start with Zach. How can this be? Because he's only got how many examples in the, in the Torah? Over and over and over again. But we got one thing going on that only he knows about. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, wait a minute. I'm, I'm talking to a guy who tried to have a baby for how long? 
Okay, wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me rephrase it. Who tried to have a baby? What has Zachariah and Elizabeth been doing? Don't blush. What have they been doing? They're trying to have a baby. Now an angel says, you're going to have a baby. How can this be? Are you nuts? What do you mean how can this be? You're trying to have a baby. We're going to have, we're going to give you a baby. Hello? <laughs> Get it? Now flip it and quickly look at Mary. She's not trying to have a baby. She hasn't even been with him. What does she say? How can this be? Same question. But what's the underlying tension? I'm, scientifically, I've never been with a man. How can I have a baby? Oh, well, I know this is a big question. We can talk about it, but you know, God's going to do this overshadowing. It's going to be a lovely thing, and it's going to be a boy. And yeah, get it? Mazel tov, by the way. Well, I, I think that's the second point. The first point is, aren't you trying to have a baby? Second, don't you recognize that God does this? All the time? Yeah. And, and to that point, I would say there's a matter, I think, also, who much is given, much is required. Mary was most likely a young woman. Just a young chick. Who, this guy. Who had been trained and taught to a degree, but certainly not to his level. This is a priest who's in the holy place. I was going to say, not only a priest, but now he's actually in the holy place. I was like, <laughs> wow. I mean, so in a sense, like, if there's any place where he needs to be thinking, yeah. okay, cool, fine, whatever you say, no that's Zach. Mary, maybe, okay, we'll give her a pass because... And she's thinking, am I really awake? Maybe I'm asleep. You know, maybe something I ate last night. You know, what's going on here? I think I read about this somewhere in my yeshiva class. You know, Zechariah has no excuse. Exactly right. Do you get it? Yeah, I do. So now he's struck. Now you're going you're gonna to hear in Greg's class, and, and I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm not going to blow it. I'm, I'm not going to give it away. But I can tell you that there were two things in his class that hit me for the very first time. And I have talked about that ironic blessing over and over and over again. But I never saw it as a missed opportunity, a missed blessing before your class. I, I just, you know, and I, I'm, I'm saying it on the tape. i I got to tell you, you hit it out of the park, man. You did a great job. I was very, very impressed. Praise God. All right. Now, most people have no idea. If you know the answer, keep your mouth shut for a second. Gabriel chastened Zacharias. We just recognized why. I mean, a couple of you know, slam dunks there. He should have known. His punishment lasted until the messenger's words were fulfilled. What was the punishment? He couldn't talk. He couldn't talk. He was... He was mute. He couldn't talk. Therefore, he couldn't give that ironic blessing. Yes. Yeah. That's very cool. And it's so wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Tag it from the side. They don't make signs to a mute guy. He couldn't hear. And he was mute. Uh, the Greek actually says, it will be silent with you. In and out, baby, it ain't happening. They made signs to him when they were going to name the baby. They wrote down, he wrote down, his name is John. So we know he was both deaf and dumb. He couldn't hear and he couldn't speak. That's really tough. Okay? Don't miss that. 
I've met maybe four or five believers ever in all my life who realize that without being told. You're going to be with family for Hanukkah, for Christmas, with that. It's these little questions about the Scripture, they may not be saved, but it's certainly going to get them into the Word of God. Comment? Question? Yeah. Okay. All right? So work that one. That one's important. He was deaf, there's no question. He was mute, there was no question. He was both. Most people pick up on one or the other, but they mostly say he was dumb. Angel invited the shepherds to worship the newborn king. How would you describe him and all the guys with him? How many of them spoke? How many of the angels? How many of the angels spoke? Yeah. One spoke to the to the shepherds, and what did he say? So, generically, good news, bada boom, bada bing, yeah, and great joy, good. Then what happens? Then what happens? What happens? Come on, angel shows up. Okay, so. He speaks, he's seen, he speaks, and then a multitude of the heavenly hosts show up after he speaks. Do they sing? What do they say? They praised God. Don't we do that? They sing joy to the world. They gave a baracha. What did the angel look like? They shall sing hymns and proclaim praises. I remember that in Sadhu. Yeah. You finished this one, sir. That's two different activities. Yeah. What did What did he look like? I've always wondered why everyone assumes the dude is some like gleaming Herculean character. Yeah. Maybe it looks more like the char- the, the angel descriptions we see in other parts, where like the things like a lion head, and, like six wings. That freaked me out. Yeah. It was intimidating. Why? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? But there's one guy, he gives the message, then a whole bunch shows up. Multitude. That's, for those of you from Macedonia, that's a lot. A lot of angels show up, right? Yeah. Yeah. We move on. What animals were present when Jesus was born? No pigs. There were no pigs present. Yeah. Bible doesn't say anything about the animals. Forget that. Alright. Joseph and Mary presented two doves or pigeons at the temple. Why? Who were they made for? For Mary, not for Jesus. If you don't read the Torah, if you're not reading through the cycle, you have no idea. You just assume they're for Jesus. They're for Yeshua. They're for Mary. As the first issuance of the womb. Is that not? 
had to be the same thing. This was uh, because she finished her time of impurity. Sixty days, sir. In the first part, sixty. Yeah, it's forty or eighty, I think, is what the numbers are. Yeah. Yeah. It's you get yeah. So it's like a thirty-three plus seven. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two plus seven. It's not redeeming the first point. That's exactly. now we're talking about. In the verse that you're speaking of. Yeah. 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 I got you. I got you. Okay. So that was for her. Jesus' parents offered the lesser sacrifice for the poor when they offered the sacrifice after the days for purification. Whose purification? Mary's had been completed. How might they have afforded then this long journey down to Egypt? Yeah. They sold the baby gifts. They got this stuff from the Magi and they sold it. Yeah, baby and myrrh. Myrrh is, myrrh is important. They didn't. That's right. Which would mean the gifts had not arrived yet. So we have days past the birth. At a minimum. Now we got a lot of reasons why we know the Magi did not show up in the first year. Plethora. We'll get there. Okay. How much time elapsed from the birth of Jesus to the close of the verse that says, and when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord. That's Torah. They returned into Galilee to their own city of Nazareth. Bible does say. Oh, wait, hang on. Isn't the implication years, though? Can you read it back to Galilee? How much time elapsed before the birth of Jesus to the close of this verse? And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city of Nazareth. So everything that would apply, everything in the Torah that would apply in this case would be this, the period of purification, the redemption of the firstborn, and they never went to Nazareth until after they came back from Egypt. Now you're popping to five years, guys. Five years. Watch. They go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. From Be- in Bethlehem, they went up possibly... To Jerusalem, um, I, they, yeah, you know, five eight miles. They went to Jerusalem for her purification, and while they're there, maybe they did the uh, bris, right? The bris is done in eight days. Could have been done down here, but either way, they could have gone up, come back, gone up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they could have gone up multiple times. I think they went up one time. And did everything all at once, as much as they could, and stayed there in Jerusalem, because now the census is over, Sukkot, if it's Sukkot, is over, you know, that kind of thing. But they're in the Bethlehem, Jerusalem area. Well, when does Joseph get the dream? 
Hey, we got a problem. We got some magi showing up. Now Herod's all ticked off. How old were the babies he killed? Two and under. So they've been staying in the Bethlehem, Jerusalem area for a couple of years. Right. So they show up and they say, where is the king of the Jews supposed to be born? Bethlehem. So they go down there. That would explain, perhaps, why they stayed. Prophecy's got to be fulfilled. Where would you expect to find him? <laughs> right there. Two years. And but that's pretty cool because he, he left his occupation, if you will, up, you know, up the north to come down with family. I think the aspect of family is really strong. Amen. That, Amen. They, they took him in for two years. Yeah. So now he's in Beit Lechem, Jerusalem area. The Magi show up, give him some gifts. Herod's all ticked. He's going to start killing two-year-old babies and less. They go down to Egypt because now they got the gifts and can pay for it. They stay there for a while. Another dream finds out the guy that you know the people that want to kill him. They're dead. Heads back is going to go to Jerusalem, Bethlehem area again. Hmm, doesn't feel good about it, and goes right back to Nazareth, where he had a job. Five years. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Here's a trick question. If you know it, keep quiet. How many kings were present when the Magi visited? We three. That's the song. Does the Bible ever call them kings? It calls them magi, or magicians, or astrologers, or wise men, depending on your translation. How many kings we got? Well, at least one. And what would that one be, Alex? Yeah, we know we have, for a fact, one, at least one king in the midst. King of the universe. Whoa, I'm getting a lot of inputs here. What's the question exactly? I got, I got three magi showing up at a house to see a boy, not a child, not a brefe, but a, uh, I can't remember the word, a child, and there's no reference of Joseph. So I basically got Mary, Yeshua, and three wise men. Right. Or X number of wise men. Or X number of wise men. We know there was at least one king present. Who was it? Yeshua. King of the universe. There it is. Nice. You got it. That's how many kings. That's right. At least one. The, the, the three wise men. We know they were not yeah, there exactly. at the birth. They were at a house, not a manger. They were not there with a brefe. They were there with a child. There's also a, uh, there's a theory about the wise men 
they were. Don't, don't. We're coming. We're coming. Uh, don't blow it now. We'll give you that chance. How many? How much time elapsed from the last verse of chapter two to the first verse of chapter three? Basically, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature before God and man. They all get home. We're back to Nazareth. Can do the carpenter thing. Joseph's not mentioned anymore. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature before God and man. How much time? Is twelve kind of a theory? I mean, not even close. I'm sorry, I missed the question. How much time? How old is he when we finish chapter two? We start chapter three of Luke. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature before God and man. Or he's in the temple and he's amazing. The teacher's there. Is that, is that's, that's in Luke 2. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's after that. And you know he was Five. not in the temple. Twelve. Oh, no, he was he's 12 years old. He's asking questions. Between the time when he was asking people before God and man. Luke chapter 3 opens, and how old is this man? That's about 18. 12 plus 18. He started his ministry when he was about 30. Got about 18 years of silence. Silence. How long is that time where he keeps increasing? Yes. And we know that how? Because of the people mentioned in chapter 3? We know that in yeah, chapter he two he's twelve. We knew in chapter three he's about thirty when he starts his ministry. Luke three twenty three. Thanks. What thirty is the age that a priest begins his service? And it's also the time rabbinically when a man has fulfilled his obligation to care for his parents. If his father dies, he's got to take care of his siblings, not his parents, his siblings, right? Until he's 30, he's got to care for, he's got to act as the father for the siblings. At the age of 30, he's, that obligation is done away with. He's, he's put in his time. They should now be able to care for themselves and so forth. What's a star look like? Nope. Yeah, no description. It was the kite shape. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people will argue with you and say it was the star of David shape. You know. Okay, so let's, let's talk about these wise guys. I'm sorry, that degrades them. Let's talk about these wise men. Tell me, let me read the question verbatim so I don't give it away. Just by asking it, the wise men followed his star as it moved toward Jerusalem. True or false? The wise men followed his star as it moved toward Jerusalem. True or false? Let's start it out. Where did the wise men start from? The east. The east. Let's say, for sake of China. easy argument, east of Israel would be 
Iran, maybe even Babylon. Okay, so let's say they leave in Babylon, they're heading west, and they're going to the city of Jerusalem, because that is the capital, the head of this country they're going to, where these Jews live. They're heading that way. Were they following the star as it moved toward Jerusalem? Where did they see his star? They saw his star in the east. Wait a minute. They're going west, guys. But they saw his star in the east. The star was not a direction beacon. It was a timing marker. Look, there's his star. Let's go that way. That's different. We get there. The east translated, put it into Hebrew context, the ancient one. We saw his star in the ancient one. Ooh. That's cool. Does everybody get that? Remember the star is not a direction beacon. It is a timing marker. They had been looking and waiting for this timing marker, and they saw it. There's no indication that the star moved in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Who besides the wise men saw his star? <laughs> Who saw that star? Really? No. Anyone looking up, like Johnny said, could have seen it. Who does the Bible say saw that star? Nobody else. And if you think about it, it was over there. It may not even have been in their sky. Whatever. In the east, in Babylon, they see a star in the east. When they finally get to Jerusalem... I may not ever even have been able to see that star. In fact, as Joshua is about to say, there's an implication that they're just traveling to Jerusalem. They don't need a star. And they rejoiced when they saw the star again, which almost implies comet-like activity or something. But I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Double back boomerang on themselves. Mm-hmm. So that would actually fit a little more neatly than astronomically, I would, I would think. Well, it would also fit if you recognize how long it would take to see the star, recognize what it is, put together a caravan to have to now travel across the desert to get to Jerusalem. That's going to take a while. Once you get there, it's certainly plausible that. You know, the thing could show up again without even a you know a weird ricochet or something. Yes. Uh, Matthew. What two one and two? After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose.
rose and went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Yes, Does we're getting there. sound like it, it, it moved and stopped? No. When they got to Jerusalem, they get to see it again. Because it says they rejoiced that they saw it again. So we'll, we'll look at that in just a second. Why would Magi from the East know about, care about, or come to worship the Hebrew Messiah? We have, we have three, we have three places where there are Jews on the planet: Alexandria, Egypt, Babylon, and Israel. Alexandria is probably where they went when they took him down to Egypt. Exactly, to another Jewish colony. But there's more Jews at this time, actually, in Babylon than there is in Israel. So that's one reason. Second reason. Was taken into captivity. And probably raised to be a uh, wise yes. man in, in Babylon. And <laughs> since he was pretty good at, uh, at saving people, what to do, my guess is he probably told other people what to do. Yes. And could have shared that knowledge quite well. Interestingly enough, your point about the, this Magi being Jewish, I never thought about that possibility. Um, it would actually make sense to go to Jerusalem because where's the Sanhedrin? Sanhedrin's in Jerusalem. Exactly. If you want a halakhic ruling for certain, that's where you're going to go. Where would you go? Go to Jerusalem. That's right. I, I I think you know we can we can press just a little bit more than than Joshua just did on Daniel's impact. Yeah. If in fact these guys were not Jewish, then the scripture is very clear. Every magi in that place was going to be killed, and he personally saved their lives. So, 600 years before, a Jewish prophet taken into captivity saved their great-great-grandfather's lives and told them about the king of Israel. That's very probable. That's a lot more than just Daniel probably told them about it. Well, I think he had some amazing credibility when they're about to be killed. Because, I mean, if you read the story, that's what happened. I had a dream. Tell me what it means. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll tell you what it means. Tell us what the dream was. No, 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 no. You guys are a bunch of crap all the time. You tell me what it means. And tell me what the dream was, too. And then he said, well, nobody can do that. Tear, we'll kill them all. Kill them all. And Daniel said, whoa, 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 chill. I can tell you. Actually, I can only. I can't tell you. God can tell you. Only God can do it. Um, there, this is, you know, this is speculation. Can't, can't for sure, but it's a cool theory. Mm. Um, like that, that Daniel, because of this incident that happened, yes, where now the all these wise men, be they Jewish, not Jewish, whatever, are are you know indebted to him. Beholding. <laughs> Yeah. And he 
and, and so as time, you know, as time goes on, this order uh, continued to exist down through the down through the years. And became the Illuminati and took over America. No, 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 no. no that's not true. Sorry. <laughs> it's the Masons, right? But the, but the, the second part of the, of the theory, which again is speculation, was kind of cool, is that because Daniel uh, was viceroy. Yes, absolutely. And so he had great uh, he had great power, and presumably was well to do, uh, much like Joseph. Was sure, in sure. Egypt. But yet, because he had been become a eunuch, he had no offspring of his own. Okay. So, Does everyone understand that he was a eunuch? Does everyone understand how that happened? Not how it happened, but <laughs> how, how it came to pass. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's right, yeah. yeah. If, if anybody's curious about that, especially for those listening from afar, um, the opening chapters of Daniel are clear that the person in charge of Daniel and his three friends was the head of the eunuchs because it was the practice of those brought into the king's service that there would be no hanky or panky and they would... Uh... Good, thank you. So because he, he had no offspring of his own, there's a theory that Daniel took some of his wealth and gave specific instructions to this order that he, in essence, had kind of founded at this point, I guess is the way to think about it, that said, when you see this, this timing mark, right, right. take my gift oh, cool. to the king. Oh. So that the, theory, the theory is that, the, that these wise men, which to me makes sense they were probably Jewish, but whether they are or or aren't is irrelevant, but that they were bringing a gift that was specifically instructed by the founder of their order, namely Daniel, that when you see this timing marker, you must take my gift and present it to my king. Oh, how cool is it? That is so cool. Is because they're being obedient to the Dude, you got to fulfill fulfill this this instruction. Sure, that's very cool. I like that. I like that's somebody else's gift or their gift. Their own stuff. It was like a family heirloom. That's very cool. I like that. Yeah. We can upgrade it one more. Daniel's like entire prophetic ministry was about practically about the Messiah. Yes. Absolutely. Predicted Timing. the year yes. that Messiah would would die. Yes. So the, the the Magi, assuming that they were followers of Daniel, all they got to know is okay, we're getting we're getting pretty close. <laughs> it's about uh, thirty three. Yeah. Who's got that telescope? To somebody. Set a date. It was probably music. Yeah. That's right. Thirty three years from that from that time that you told us about. So yeah. Be watching the skies, guys. Let's That's it. That's good. That's good. For those uh, listening afar, Daniel chapter twenty. Chapter, chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Oh, that was good. Took a little while, but that was good, guys. All right. Okay. Where was Joseph when the wise men visited Yeshua? This, this leads us to the conclusion that he would have to wait 
according to tradition until he was 30. Because Joseph is not heard of. And it, you know, the, the implication is that Joseph has passed away. Not, not the Magi. The Magi. What? Yes, the dream. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yes, 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 you're right. So where was Joseph when... You're right. Where was Joseph when the Magi visited? Well, he could have crept because Jesus had brothers and sisters. That's right. He did. Yeah, well, he did eventually die. No we question. See, we see but yeah, no, I was, I was ahead of myself. You're right. Yeah, Josh was correct. Well, to make the point, your father and I have yeah. been oh, yeah. looking for you. Yeah, and, and to your point... You know, here, we've got a dream coming from Joseph later. So, so where's Joseph? The point of the question is that when, when you see the Magi in the, in the Christmas card kneeling in front of a manger, chronological problem, it's anachronistic, that doesn't work, it's in a house, it's not in a manger, two, Joseph's not mentioned. He doesn't appear to be there. He's, he's not mentioned at all. Yeah, it's probably working. Guess what, honey? Some weird guys came by today. They gave us some gold and some incense. And some smelly stuff, but it's really, really nice. And I... Yeah. Okay. How was Jesus... How was Jesus given his name? The angel told who to use the name? He did, he did tell Mary. He did tell Mary. He also told Joseph. In the temple on the eighth day. Bam. There it is. Those are the three ways that he received his name. The angel told Mary. In a separate incident... The angel told Joseph, and then in a separate incident, Joseph named him what the angel had told him in the temple. On what day was that? The eighth day of his life. What does the name Jesus mean? Good. According to the genealogies in Luke 3 and Matthew 1, Jesus' direct ancestors included which of the following? Did it, in, did it include a prostitute? Yes. Who? Put a V at the end. That's better. If you're going to put the in the middle, put the V at the end. It's either yeah, Rahab or Rahav. Good. Um, an adulterer? Yes. David. Hamelech, thank you. Okay. A uh, woman who seduced her father-in-law. Yes. Tamar. Tamar, good. And a Gentile. Ruth. Yes. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> the Moavi. The Moavi. <laughs> good, good. Peter was uh, uh, trying to get me to modify the question to put in, as we saw a couple of portions ago. Someone, uh, you know, conceived of incest because of the deal with uh, Lot and his two uh, daughters. Because Moab, right? Unfortunately, we're all conceived or have ancestors that have conceived us from incest. Because you can go all the way, you can go all the way back to 
Adam and Chava. <sighs> what? This is a great question. Don't shout it out. Let those who don't know think about it. The, the answer is poignant. Why did Joseph and Mary travel to Bethlehem? I will read you the uh, multiple choices on this because it's precious. A star appeared and led them there. Oh, please. Gabriel told them to go there. Come on. Herod decreed that all should be counted. It wasn't Herod. It was Caesar Augustus. So that one's false. And the real one, and the really cool answer, which we neglect when we speak of our Master. Why did they travel there? Because Joseph was related to the king. What king? David HaMelech. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, yes. According, uh, let's see, uh, which of the following movie titles best represents events described in Matthew 2? It's actually a pretty good question. Out of Africa, Three Men and a Baby, Star Trek First Contact. Now, Three Men and a Baby would be, of course, Discussing the Magi, but that—that's not what Matthew is about. Star Trek: First Contact talks about. Yeah, it's wrong chapter again. The concept of meeting, you know, well, the uh, to run. That's correct. And he's not a baby, right? Heaven can wait. Is is ridiculous. I mean, that's. Out of Africa, Matthew 2 discusses their coming out of Egypt. Egypt of Africa. Thank you. In all, how far did Mary travel to visit her relative Elizabeth? Roughly. Where does Elizabeth live? Hebron. She lives in Hebron. Well, that's what it is when you're in Israel. Five kilometers from where? Elizabeth, Elisheva. Yes. It is. Yes. It's not far from there. Well, that's that's where we assume she's from, Hebron. She had about 95 miles to go down. 95 miles to go back. She went about 190 miles. If she went down to Hebron. And she's coming from? Nazareth. Because they didn't leave the, the trek. So basically, she went pretty much the same trek that they're going to do together. You know? Well, the very least it says she went to the hill country, the city of Judah. Right. So 
but it's in Judah. It's not up in the Galil. Number two, yeah, it is. Number two, and number two, we don't know that the uh, decree has gone out. Now it's hard to believe that either her parents or Joseph, because to your point, they are engaged, and in that culture, Joseph is the one who's responsible for her. It's hard to believe, knowing they're going to have to go down to Bethlehem, he would have said, hey, sweetie, you know, go see Elizabeth. You know, have a great time. When you get back, we'll, t- we'll, we'll take the hike back down again. Yeah. yeah, hard to believe. So, How many brothers and sisters did Jesus have? Mary's other children. Jesus had at least six siblings, four brothers, and at least two sisters, possibly more. What was the name of the angel who commanded Joseph to take Mary as his wife? Raphael. Raphael, right, yeah. Uh. Most Christians would say Gabriel because he's the guy that's always used, but that one, it doesn't say. It just says an angel told him, but it doesn't say it was Gabriel. Yes. Yes. So if he has that territory, then he doing more than one mission. Now this, stop and think about this a second because you should be able to do the travel in your head because we've already seen, we start in Nazareth. And Mary goes down into the Judah, into the hill country, and goes right back up, and then afterwards goes back down for the census to Bethlehem and has the baby. They go up and down, up and down a few times to Jerusalem, and then hightail it down to Egypt, and then come up towards Jerusalem, and they keep going back up to Nazareth. If you can do that in your head, you shouldn't have trouble with this one. In what city was Joseph when the angel told him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife? It's a tough question, isn't it? It is, in fact, Bethlehem. Really? Yeah, because Mary is described as being engaged to him during the trip uh, to Nazareth, from Nazareth to Bethlehem. That's Luke 2.5. He had, had he received the vision before the trip, then they would have traveled as husband and wife. But they're still engaged when they're traveling. So he had to be in Bethlehem. Wow, very interesting. So no wonder he's freaking out. He's like, she's huge. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. Who told Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem? Good. That's excellent. Leave it to the CPA. The baby cried. No. Did Jesus, did the baby cry? In Latin. He cried in Latin. He was quiet the whole time. 
he was he was humming psalms to himself. Yeah. Um, Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. A little Lord Jesus. I know you're trying to find the line that he says no crying. No crying he made. Is that that's that's Christmas card theology. Yeah, he was very much. Did he cry? Of course he cried. He was a baby. He was he was a human just like us. Amen. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I hear a baby, and I think there's some gas there, too. I don't know. Okay. What did the angels sing to the shepherds? <laughs> did they sing? No. Oh, it is necessarily. The scripture is very clear. Did they sing yes or no? Greek has a word for sing. It also has a word for say. The two are completely different. Say is Lego. And what did they do? They did a lot of Legoing. Is that right? The angels did not sing. They praised God. They spoke. There is no indication they did any singing at all. You're speaking heresy now. And what did the what did the angels what did the angels say? Glory to God in the highest. That's right. All right. Which one of these statements is false? You ready? Which one of these is which one of these is false? Joseph was quite a dreamer. True. Mary was pregnant before marrying Joseph. True. Mary left town after the angel informed her she was pregnant. Mary left town after the angel informed her she was pregnant. Mary was a virgin when she delivered Jesus. The only one that was true is number three. Mary left town after the angel informed her she was pregnant. Wait, it says that Joseph did not know her. Everything in dreams. I mean, I remember maybe that was the only one recently reading. Well, maybe it was like the patriarch Joseph. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But <laughs> not necessarily this. One. Context doesn't. <laughs> Which one is false? Mary left town gotcha. after she was. The angel informed everything her she was pregnant. True. Everything else is true. Okay. Okay. Oh. oh. Gotcha. You, you said everything else was false, and the only one that was true was that she left. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the other way around. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mary left town after the angel informed her she was pregnant. Is the only one that's false. Gotcha. Mary did leave town to visit Elizabeth after the angel's visit, but the angel did not tell Mary that she was pregnant. It said, he said, his message was that the Holy Spirit will, future tense, come upon her. Gotcha. So she could have been impregnated actually on the travel, not prior to. Yeah. Well, clearly she's, she seems to be when they're there, with the, the, the leaping in the wombs. The leaping in the womb is only about Elizabeth and the baby, John. All right? So, 
What was B then? B was Mary and Elizabeth. No, that's the wrong question. Um, if they weren't married. Thirty-four. Um, Mary was pregnant before marrying Joseph. Yeah, how would you rephrase it? They had well, not two. consummated the marriage. When well, that's that's the reality. That's they were married. They, they weren't married. I agree that he was legally bound. There's no question about that, and I'm with you 100. percent But he was at while he was engaged. He was questioning if he should marry her. That was his question. If he should take her as his wife. That was his question, and that was after they were engaged. So that's where the answer comes from. So I can phrase it exactly as the Bible puts it, and still keep it with where you're going. Um, Mary was pregnant before Joseph Joseph took her as his wife. Because the taking as the wife... Taking of the wife is is the code word we're saying there, where... Correct. And that's what I'm calling marriage. Even though I am agreeing with you 100%, they are together and he needs to give her a writ, a get, if he wants to get back out. I'm with you 100%, but there you go. You at least see where I'm coming from. Which persons were descendants of Aaron? Mary and Joseph? Stupid. Mary and Elizabeth? Come on. Joseph and Zacharias. I don't think so. Zacharias and Elizabeth. Yes. And to Greg's point, Elizabeth is too. Not just Zach. This priest married the daughter of a priest, which is like the ultimate. To whom did the angel say, I am bringing you good news of great joy? Yes. What sign did the angel tell the shepherds to look for? Wrapped in cloths. Look for a baby. Wrapped in cloths. Lying in a feeding trough. A, a manger. And the second one is the one that gives distinction. Exactly right. Because wouldn't all babies who were poor be wrapped in swaddling cloths? Exactly. What happened a little over a week after Jesus' birth? <laughs> you got it. It's exactly right. Okay, so you should be distinguishing this yeah. between castration yeah. and the unit. It should be and and like a more We so infrequently do castration. <laughs> <laughs> Distinguishing was Alright, so if if you can play the geography game with the couple with I mean I think the the key is to look at Mary, right? So we take Mary in Nazareth, 
She goes down to Hebron. She goes back up to Nazareth. She goes down to Beit Lechem. She goes up to Jerusalem. How many times? At least two or three times. She goes up one time for sure for the sacrifice for her impurity 80 days after, right? Where was the bris done? We don't know, but it was probably done in Beit Lechem. You know, right there in the house. That was normal, right? But she had to go up for that. She had to go up before that for the redemption of the firstborn, which I think is at the 30-day mark. Okay? Which is but it doesn't need to be done at the 30-day mark. It can be done any time in the first X number of days. So if you're going to travel, it could be done at the same time you're going up to make sacrifice for Mary. And the, and the text up implies that they're there for both. They go there, they do what they got to do for Mary, and then they do the deal with Simeon. Right? And so Simeon sees this couple with a baby, and he does something no one else does in all of Scripture. He takes the baby in his arms, which he must do in that ceremony of the firstborn. He has to take the baby in his arms. He must bless him. And then, after receiving the money, he's going to give the baby back. Otherwise, he keeps the baby. Exactly. Exactly right. Right? So you've got a back and forth. Why would they go back to Jerusalem again after that? we got festivals. Right? Ooh, good. There's no question. He's got to go up. They have to go up to be obedient. How do we know they were obedient to the Torah? How do we know that they went up for each one of the pilgrimage festivals? I like that one. I think there's a better one. The people involved with this man's birth, with this king's birth, are all described as blameless according to the Torah. That's that's their habit. We're talking about Orthodox Jews. Great. Right? When it says he went into Arabia for three years, and then there was another period of time when it looks like he was out and about doing his ministry for, I don't know, like 14 years or something like that. Did he, it just seems like the way it's written that he didn't go to Jerusalem at all during those times. And if that's the case, then how was he keeping the festivals? So I'm, I'm just, I'm just, to me, it's, maybe it's just a, a bit of ambiguity. I'm just kind of... If anybody's got some comments... I'll yeah, there's, there's two great comments. You got something? Yeah. I heard you make noise. I know there's a, a distance limit yes. on going to Jerusalem. If you are outside the land. Or, or when it comes to the offering. And the burden, the burden of caring, right. So I would presume that there is also a distance limit also on traveling for... Yeah. I mean, the concept is, you know, if you're not in the land, the obligation is gone. Okay. So, 
Um, I think the, the thing we should focus on is not how many times he may have missed it, but rather his ardent desire to get back to Jerusalem in time for Passover. You know, and the fact that he was, you know, he wanted to get back to, to take well, care of the Hang on one second. So I think those comments, and even to this day, the requirement, even if you're in the land, is uh, if you're able. That's right. So, I mean, if you are sick, infirmed, You got an out. You got an out. Yeah. But if you are able and in, and you're in the land, you need to be there. That's right. So, um, but the, but the other cool thing about the fact that Shaul goes to Arabia uh, for three years is he has this Damascus Road experience where his spiritual eyes are open while his physical eyes are blinded, right? Um, and then after that, he goes to Arabia for three years. Why Arabia? Why three years? Well, three years is a Torah cycle in that day. Exactly. So Which you taught me. So he went, he had to go, he had to go reread, the, he had to go through a cycle again in the context of this new revelation of Mashiach. Yes. With, That's with right. Veil, That's exactly right. Spiritual veil removed, even though he's, I mean, we don't know how long he, he didn't have eyesight, but whatever. But, so he goes, he goes away. Yeah, I think the physical eyesight was before he went to Arabia. Because well, he goes right to the town. He gets the scales full. So he's going, you know, he's now lost the physical scales and presumably the, the spiritual scales as well. This is going to be a great Torah cycle for him. And he goes, he goes basically, it's almost like he goes into seclusion for a Torah cycle. Exactly. I think that's exactly what he did. He went back to the beginning of the Torah in the context of now this revelation of Messiah, and he just spent three years he's, he's living it out. He's living it out right there. I mean, I just think it's beautiful. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, we are way over time, and I'm so grateful for your patience and your time to, to discuss this. I hope that um, this Thanksgiving, um, as, as commanded by our commanders-in-chief over the years and uh, the various uh, presidents we've had, whether you agree with their politics or not um, is irrelevant. We're commanded to uh, honor those over us because they've been placed over us by God. And uh, in that position, they have ordained and decreed that we would uh, actually originally spend a day in fasting and prayer and give thanks to Almighty God for His uh, abundant blessings on this country. Um, I really don't care if you, uh, if you fast or um, give thanks for the abundant blessings on this country, but I do think that we have much to be thankful for, or Amen. we have much for which to be thankful.
Um, if you need help figuring that out, just call me up after you leave, and I'll just give you a long list. Um, but it is, uh, it is truly amazing. Just, um, I mean, this year, I, I, I am just overwhelmed just at having you guys, community, and uh, the ability to interface and to interact with you and to be sharpened and, and to work and to study. So um, I can't go further. I'll get all teary-eyed, but we have, a, uh, we have a great time over the next several days where we can uh, feast on the blessings of God and uh, come close to gluttony. But stay <laughs> back just a couple of steps there. So um, it is uh, it is a fact that uh, if it is not our habit to overindulge and to focus on ourselves, um, we are commanded to drink and to eat the blessings of God over, above, and beyond, and it is a command to do so. So let us rejoice in the love and the care of our God at this time. Because who knows if this may be the last year where we may give thanks freely for his abundant blessings. Amen? And we pray that he would send his son soon and in our days. Amen. Thank you.